Welcome to the Stories in Motherhood podcast, a space for mothers to have raw and honest conversations about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and everything in between. From traditional hospital birth to a home birth with midwives, or even to wild pregnancy and free birth, you will find all of it here. Every woman has something special to share when it comes to the way she brings life into the world, and every mother has a story to tell. I am your host, Eliza True. Hey guys, welcome back to Stories in Motherhood. Today we have two home birth stories from Jessica, who is married to Sam, and together they have three babies, Dylan, Haley, and Ryan. Jessica is originally from England, and she has a gorgeous English accent. She's an awesome storyteller, and I also think that her... um, accent just makes the story even more beautiful to listen to. Uh, Jessica is a real-life cowgirl living in Nevada with her husband, who is a cowboy. She actually says that he is the official cowboy, and she mainly stays home with her babies. Um, And Jessica is really into hypnobirthing. She has a lot of awesome ideas about preparing for labor and making sure that your mindset is right. And I think you guys will love listening to Jessica's stories. Here she is. Um, Haley is my second baby. My first was born in a hospital using nitrous oxide for pain relief. Uh, I tried using hypnobirthing for his delivery, but I often lost focus and faith in my body and my baby's ability to birth comfortably. It wasn't a bad experience, but I did push for an hour and 20 minutes on my back with a nurse coaching me through forced pushing. So my goal with Haley's birth was to avoid any pain relief whatsoever and to trust my body to know what to do and to follow its lead, especially when it came time to push. Uh, we live in an isolated rural area with very limited facilities. Uh, the hospital has a protocol they follow very closely, like mandatory IV and fluids, and basically you deliver how the doctor tells you to. Uh, they had two OBs on staff, um, but you were unable to choose which one attended your birth. Uh, I wasn't interested in fighting doctors and protocol during delivery, and I didn't much care for the one OB that I did meet. Um, I was pretty much overwhelmed as I tried to search for an alternative place to have our baby that would be on board with our wishes, um, let alone understand the insurance and uh, cost implications of the whole thing. And our closest possible options were three and a half hours away. I did consider home birth and contacted midwives in uh, Las Vegas, which is 200 miles away, to see if they would attend, but none of them would. Um, I considered taking my toddler to live in a hotel room in Vegas with me in June for a couple of weeks before the birth and have my mother fly over from England to help me, in which case I would call my husband uh, when I went into labour and just hope that he'd make the three and a half hour drive and still get there in time. Um, I considered many flawed and impossible options and finally resigned myself to the thought of having the baby in the local hospital and to enlist my polite, very mild-mannered husband to fight tooth and nail for my wishes throughout labour and delivery. I was very unconfident and quite depressed about the whole thing. And then, one nasty winter day, a friend of mine dropped by unannounced to chat. My house and I were a mess, but I am so unbelievably thankful that she came by because our conversation came around to children and unbeknownst 
to both of us, we were both pregnant and had due dates within three weeks of each other. Um, I asked her where she was planning to have her baby, and she said she had her babies at home with a midwife. So I immediately asked for the midwife's details. Um, it was a little risky as the midwife team had a four-hour drive to get to us, but they were willing to attend, and the alternative for me was just miserable. Um, so it was great. Now I was once again excited about the birth of my baby. Anyway, here's the actual birth story. Uh, so I reviewed my hypnobirthing materials and religiously listened to the birth affirmations track and rainbow relaxation track each night as I fell asleep from about 14 weeks onwards. Uh, 30 weeks I started drinking one cup of red raspberry leaf tea a day, increasing to three cups by the time I delivered. Uh, I exercised four times a week through the whole pregnancy and felt great. I was still even attending calf brandings and castrating calves on my due date. I actually delivered the following day. Um, I nested like crazy for months. I bought items for my birth, birth kit from Amazon daily and uh, organized and reorganized my birth kit many, many times. Um, I had been having a lot of Braxton Hicks in the four weeks or so before delivery uh, and I woke up at six o'clock um, on the day of her birth and felt some slight cramping across my back along with the Braxton Hicks um, and that was a little different than I'd been experiencing so I started timing them. Uh, they ranged from eight minutes to 30 minutes apart over the space of about three hours. So I called Cassandra, one of my midwives, to let her know and we went back and forth as to whether she should start her four-hour drive. Um, so 11, at 11am 11 she decided to head our way and about the same time the contractions slowed to 25 minutes apart, then 35 minutes, then 45 minutes and then down to like one an hour and I was second-guessing myself and feeling guilty and pressured because the midwife was coming. Um, Sam and Dylan, who was our two-year-old at the time, and I went to lunch with a group of friends and, and I came home and showered before the midwife arrived and I still was only having contractions about once every hour. She arrived at 4 p.m. and did a basic prenatal, just blood pressure, fundal measurement height, we discussed me taking castor oil that evening to get things going so she wouldn't have to go back home without delivering a baby. Um, and I said I'd rather not take it that night and we agreed to revisit the possibility in the morning if things weren't progressing. Uh, she told me to take a nap while I could and she'd come back about 8.30 to do some massage and with essential oils and some other natural things to try and get labour going. So Sam and I took a nap I got up about 5pm and contractions started again and progressed inconsistently over the next three hours. Some were eight minutes apart, but some were only 25 minutes apart. Uh, Cassandra arrived back at 8.30 and did a cervical check at 8.45. Um, I was four centimetres dilated, which she said was pretty good, especially considering my contractions were not at all consistent. Uh, she did a gentle membrane sweep when she checked me and then started applying some essential oils to my feet to get labour going. Um, I actually had to stand up and breathe through contraction three times while she was applying the oils. So she stopped and said she didn't think it was necessary as things seemed to be progressing just fine on their own. Um, Sam called his cousin Rocky, who'd agreed to be assist uh, Cassandra's assistant during our baby's birth, and he told her that I was four centimetres and she said, 
okay, uh, I'll have my phone on, just call me when you want me to come over. Um, I had to really concentrate on my breath and relax and envision my cervix opening with each contraction now. But I was comp coping with them just fine and they felt like intense pressure instead of really being painful at all. Um, I started to really sweat and felt kind of nauseous with each one, which I thought was weird at the time because they were the sensations I felt during transition with my son. I didn't possibly think that I could be in transition yet, but with the very next contraction I felt and saw my belly bear down and start trying to push my baby out. I told Cassandra it felt like I needed to push on the last contraction and she said, well, try not to because I doubt you're ready yet. I've since figured I had seven contractions from the time that she checked me at four centimetres to this point. The next contraction, I knew I had to poop, and as soon as I sat on the toilet and pooped, my body pushed at the same time and my water broke. Uh, and it was 9.30pm, so I went from four centimetres to fully dilated in 45 minutes and just eight contractions. Uh, this is the one and only time I panicked and felt pain during the birth. I failed to trust my body to know what to do and follow its lead, which was one of the main hypnobirthing affirmations I was planning to follow. My previous doctor had told me that pushing before full dilation could cause you to tear your cervix and that that was a big deal and hard to fix and apparently I'd held on to this fear and let it in in the moment. I panicked that I might be doing just that. I was still on the toilet at this point and still pushing with each contraction as I couldn't stop it but I was tense now and those couple of contractions were pretty uncomfortable. The midwife was able to check me and I asked if my cervix was out of the way and she said it was. Okay, I thought I can get back on track now. I was still sitting on the toilet and pushing with each contraction and it took a couple more for me to re regain my composure and relax. Cassandra asked if I wanted to, to just do it right there and I thought, heck no, I don't want to have my baby on the toilet. But I was not able to speak yet. And Sam later told me that when she asked me that, he thought, please don't have our baby on the toilet in the moment. He didn't say a word. When uh, we'd planned on me having her in the bath, but there wasn't time. I also had fairy lights up all around the bathroom and the bedroom with printed out birth affirmations and newborn pictures of my toddler, but I never looked at any of it once. Uh... Cassandra asked me if I wanted to move to the bed and I managed to squeak out hands and knees and uh, with her and Sam's help I literally flopped off the toilet onto my hands and knees next to it. They were scrambling to get some floor coverings down and to get towels for my hands and feet to make me more comfortable but I didn't care. I was back with it now and everything knew everything was going to be okay and comfortable again. I asked them to take my pants off as they were still around my knees. Uh, Sam called Rocky and told her she'd better come now. She arrived to the view of my backside with a baby very close to crowning. Uh, I knew she was there, but I wasn't able to acknowledge her presence until after I'd delivered. Uh, with each, each contraction, I could feel my baby getting gently descending and then retreating, but making progress every time. I got to the point of crowning and Cassandra told me to keep her head there so with a little bit of a holding push from me uh, the rest my body was doing on its own uh, I kept her there and she progressed out with each contraction after that I felt down there and they said can you feel that that's your baby's head and to me it didn't feel like a baby's head but I thought well I guess they can see it and they know what they're looking at but uh, she came out with her hand by her face just like her brother had 
but uh, with Dylan, the doctor pulled his arm out and I tore a little internally. And with Haley, they didn't interfere and I didn't tear this time. Uh, I delivered her head and they checked her neck for the cord, which wasn't a problem, so I continued to push her out. Uh, she was already crying before she was all the way out. I gave one little conscious push conscious push at the end, as uh, Cassandra said one more push and she'd be out. Uh, they passed her through my legs and I could see her under me and I was holding her slippery little body but the cord was extremely short and I couldn't bring her up to me so as soon as it stopped pulsating Sam cut it and he took her while I uh, birthed the placenta I wasn't having any contractions anymore and the placenta wasn't coming um, after a while Cassandra pulled on it gently to see if it was just sitting in the birth canal which it was uh, it came out complete and I moved to the bed to get some skin to skin time with my little girl and let her start exploring nursing. Uh, with my first baby also my uterus did not contract well on its own and I needed pitocin to cause contractions and stop the bleeding so after using some natural tinctures the bleeding was still going so we decided to use pitocin. Like last time it didn't really cause me any discomfort and the bleeding stopped. Haley was extremely alert and very content. She took to nursing really quickly and we got to spend a lot of time together, which unlike at the hospital, there was no one hurrying us to have her weighed or eye ointment administered. We were just able to hang out with Sam by our side. Uh, Cassandra and Rocky checked me for tears and uh, there was one little spot that they both at the same moment described as a skid mark, which uh, made me laugh. And I had a little hematoma about an inch long inside but nothing that needed any stitches or further treatment um, I guessed that she'd weigh exactly seven pounds and she weighed in just under at 614 and um, that was it really it was a really great experience I, I absolutely loved my first home birth here I was with uh, number three and uh, I listened to my uh, affirmation tracks and rainbow relaxation track nearly every night from about 15 weeks on from my hypnobirthing course. Uh, I drank three cups of red raspberry leaf tea a day by the end of the pregnancy and I exercised through most of the pregnancy and saw a chiropractor for the last month and a half and I felt great. It was my best pregnancy. Uh, I was feeling confident and excited about this baby's birth and um, we were all set up for another home birth with the same midwife as we'd had the last time. I had my fairy lights up in the bathroom and in the bedroom, I had my affirmation cards printed and hung up and I had a little onesie that said birth, nailed it on the front, uh, hung up in the bathroom as well as newborn pictures of my first two and uh, also a pair, little tiny pair of cowboy boots for this new baby sitting on the windowsill all to give me motivation if I had any tough moments. Um, I've been nesting for a solid two months and every cupboard and drawer had been reorganized and every baby supply I may possibly need was in place. Uh, I had newborn and zero to three month clothes for both genders washed and ready to go in a tiny dresser. I even had the perfect first pair of PJs set out for each gender. I was ready. Uh, fast forward to a week past my due date. Everyone was pretty anxious about when this baby was going to come. 
everyone except the birthing team, that is, we were all just waiting patiently. Um, I work out with a group of ladies at a local church in town, and uh, since the time change, which had been four and a half weeks earlier, my kids hadn't been getting up early enough for us to go. And to be honest, I wasn't very interested in working out anymore anyway. But uh, this particular day, they got up early enough that we could go. Uh, so Dylan, my four-year-old, had been asking to go to the church to play nearly every day. So we went down and we just hung out. Uh, my friend asked me if I wanted to go and hang out at her house while Dylan was at preschool and I knew the only thing waiting for me at home was a day kitchen so in an effort to avoid that my two-year-old Haley and I headed over to my friend's house and we sat and chatted mostly about babies and pregnancy um, at about 10:45 a.m I had a contraction and thought yep yeah, that was different there was definitely some downward pressure with that one and uh at 11.15, it was about time to go pick the kids up from preschool, and I'd had about two more contractions by then. So I said to my friend, I think I should probably call my husband, Sam, and uh, maybe my midwife too. And do you think you'd be able to keep Haley and pick up Dylan from preschool and keep them for a while for me? I told her I'd let her know how things were going. Uh, so I called Sam from her house and told him he might need to come home. Uh, his cowboy and was scheduled to be gathering cows pretty far from home that day in a place that had pretty spotty cell service. Uh, luckily though, the plan had changed that morning and he was actually very close to home. Uh, as I got in the car and drove off, I had another contraction and another one on the 10 minute drive home. Uh, when I got home, I called my midwife, Cassandra, and told her I thought she'd better head our way as I'd had about four contractions in the past half hour. It was now 11.35 and we live in a very remote area and she was on the road by noon at the beginning of her four hour journey. Uh, Sam called again to see if he should come home and I said he should. I uh, started busying myself getting the bed prepped for delivery but contractions were coming fast and intensifying ranging from two to four minutes apart and I felt like the excitement of getting ready was intensifying them. No one was there yet. I didn't want to give this, I didn't want to have this baby alone. So I thought I'd better lie down to try and slow things down. Uh, Cassandra also sent me a text saying to lie down and see if that changed them. Uh, it did change them, but only in the fact that it made them painful. Uh, I could feel that they weren't progressing my cervix, but they just hurt instead. Uh, I breathed through them and waited for Sam. He came home, checked in with me and said his plan was to clean up the kitchen and take a shower and would that work? And I said, yeah, I was handling the contractions and trying to hold off as long as I could so that Cassandra would make it. Well, a while later I thought, yeah, I can handle this, but it really sucks. Like when I'd stand and let my body do what it was supposed to, the contractions didn't hurt. But laying down, oh, anyway, Cassandra wasn't there yet and Sam wasn't ready yet, so I thought I'd better keep laying down and then I thought oh the tub they say the tub can stall out your labor if you get in too soon perfect I thought Sam ran it and I got in and I didn't have any contractions for 10 minutes and thought great it's working uh, Cassandra texted me to see how things were going and we told her we tried to slow them down by lying down but they were still coming every four minutes or less and that I just got in the tub to see if that helped and that text was at 1 40 p.m. Uh, pretty soon contractions ramped back up to every two to four minutes and uh, the tub wasn't working. 
Uh, I wasn't very interested in trying to hold them off anymore. So I pretty much asked Sam if he was okay with us having the baby alone and very soon. <laughs> he said he thought he was okay with that. And what other option did we really have? Uh, he called his cousin, Rocky, who was set to assist in the midwife at the birth. Uh, my last baby was born at night and I think we all fully expected this one to be too. Rocky was working and asked Sam if he, if he wanted her to come home. And he said, uh, I'm not sure. And she said, well, put it this way. How comfortable are you delivering your own baby? And he said, uh, pretty comfortable, I think. <laughs> she said, okay, well, call me if you need me. I can come home if you want me to. Uh, so Sam busied himself getting the bed ready and familiarizing himself with the birth supplies. Uh, I'd been considering birthing in the water, but didn't love the idea of being in there with all my own bodily fluids um, and I needed to go to the bathroom so I wanted to get out and do that. The idea in my head was that I would do that and my water would break on the toilet too like it did with Haley. Uh, that would be a convenient way to contain the mess and uh, then I would leisurely move from the bed, move from the toilet to the bed and uh, Sam had that all prepped and I would have the baby there. All right, here we go, I thought. Sam helped me out and onto the toilet, pausing to work through two contractions on the way. I sat and did my business and then my water broke with a contraction. Perfect, I thought. Now for the stroll to the bed. Well, the next contraction came and with it, the baby's head to the point of crowning. Uh, this is almost exactly how my last birth went and Sam was terrified I was going to have the baby on the toilet. I saw the same look in his eyes this time too. Uh, this one was faster and the thought crossed my mind as well. So I basically leaned off to one side with only one leg on the toilet and was raised up on my other tippy toe, holding myself down there so that there was no way the baby could slide out and into the toilet. Um, last time I made it off the toilet and onto the floor on my hands and knees next to it and had the baby there. And this was my new plan. <laughs> I remembered how hard that transition was and how it took a few contractions to get it done and two people to help me. I knew I didn't have time for two contractions and I didn't have two people. So I basically bailed off the toilet onto the floor in one big effort um, and it was uh, time to have a baby. Two more contractions and his head was born. I felt the neck and the cord was loosely around it and I said to Sam, the cord's around its neck. He said, I know. I said, can you get it? He, he was trying, but my body pushed the baby out at the same time, and he just came out. And Sam said, it's a boy, and he took one breath right away, but didn't follow with another. Uh, if I kind of pushed on his chest, he would take one breath, but not continue on his own. Um, Sam asked how I was, as I have a history of postpartum hemorrhage, and I said, the baby's not breathing right. I need the nose sucker. And uh, Sam, had, Sam had it out, but not out of the packet. And uh, he'd put plastic gloves on in his official role as baby deliverer. But now they were hindering him on getting the bulb syringe out of the packet. He finally tore them off and got into the packet. And I suctioned the baby's nose and mouth and Sam called Rocky. She told us to stimulate his feet and kind of rough him up a little bit. We got him breathing well and both breathed a sigh of relief. Uh, he was still pretty purple and Rocky asked us to send her a quick video, which we did, and she said he looked great. Um, Sam and I suddenly thought we should see what time it was. <laughs> and as close as we could figure, he arrived at 2.20pm. Uh, so with my two previous births, I had postpartum hemorrhages 
with the placenta needed to be pulled from the birth canal and I needed uh, Pitocin to stop the bleeding. We had Pitocin on hand this time, but I also had plans on how to try to prevent the hemorrhage in the first place. Um, I brought my baby boy to my chest to do skin to skin and got into a squatting position, leaned up against the bath, hoping the skin to skin would bring on a contraction to birth the placenta and that gravity would help it along. Uh, it worked perfectly and I delivered the placenta within a couple of minutes of moving and I was so pleased. Uh, put the placenta in a bowl still attached to the baby and moved to the bed so he could start nursing. He latched on brilliantly and we settled in to wait for the midwife who was about an hour and a half away. Uh, the oxytocin from nursing worked just as it should and meant my uterus kept uh, contracting and clamped down and stopped the, kept the bleeding to a minimum. Uh, we monitored my bleeding and made a consultation call to Cassandra. She said everything sounded normal, so we continued to quietly wait for her arrival, all three of us in disbelief that we'd just had a baby, uh, completely unassisted. Uh, I took a quick picture and sent it to my friend Laura, who was watching our two older kids, and that was at 2.55pm. Laura said she'll never forget, thinking, I wonder if she's really in labour, and then receiving a picture of the baby which I was shocked too. I never imagined when I left her house that I would have a baby in my arms within three hours. Uh, Cassandra arrived and could see everything was well and we spent quite a while recounting the whole experience. Uh, she checked me out down there, said there were no tears or grazes. She said it didn't even look like I'd just had a baby. Uh, we settled back down and watched the cord cutting and the newborn exam. We used a neat little rubber band for the cord instead of a nasty bulky plastic clip that we'd used on the others and uh, Cassandra checked him out and he pretty much slept through the whole thing. Uh, Sam and I guessed he was going to be about eight pounds even. They put him in the sling and Sam lifted him. They said eight and three quarters. I was in shock. I said you mean eight pounds twelve ounces and yeah that's what he was. My thirst was my biggest at seven pounds eleven and my little girl was only six pound 14 i couldn't believe how much bigger this boy was uh, he continued to sleep and i got up and took a shower which felt amazing it had been a very hands-on birth and i was covered in blood pretty much from head to toe with a little meconium squashed in between my toes for avid measure uh, sam and cassandra cleaned up the bed and the bathroom while i showered and i put on my glamorous postpartum panties and pjs and went back to bed in a nice clean bed with my snuggle, my new little boy. And uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. We just couldn't believe that we'd had our third baby at home, completely unassisted, in a labour that was about three and a half hours from first contraction to delivery. It was amazing. That's all for today. Remember to subscribe to Stories in Motherhood and leave a review while you're there. If you would like to share your story, please message me on Instagram at Stories in Motherhood. Mm-hmm.